Hello, beautiful people. We're diving right in today. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have on another absolutely amazing guest. Today's guest is Kate Kim, female founder, owner, CEO of Remedy, which you may have heard of because I am obsessed with Remedy. Um, It is a digestive wellness product. It's a chewable tablet that contains all of my favorite stuff that I love for my clients, my community to take to protect and enhance their gut health. There's prebiotics, probiotics, but then my two favorites are the anti-bloat blend using herbs like ginger and peppermint and also their digestive enzyme. As you will hear about in today's episode, digestive enzymes are like the secret weapon for so many people's digestive issues. Not all digestive issues, but a lot can be totally wiped out by adding a digestive enzyme into your IBS toolkit. And so I love this product because it combines all of those things in one. And I, for one, am sick of bringing a gazillion things in my purse every time I either travel or want to go out for dinner or something like that. It's such a brilliant product that makes the concept of gut health a little sexier, which is ultimately what I think we're doing here at Good Gut Feelings, empowering women to talk about their gut health, to take care of their gut health with confidence and with tools that make it a little more accessible, a little more fun, a little easier to form habits than like reaching for grandma's Beano or Gas-X off the counter. We also talk about what it's like to be a consumer right now in the wellness space and how it can be really overwhelming to see a bunch of ads and to see a bunch of marketing and how advantageous it kind of feels on the consumer end um, and why Remedy really works to make sure that their product and their marketing genuinely speaks to people in need versus just kind of um, playing off of this like fear of bloat and discomfort because that's so not the game we're playing, right? The game we're playing is empowering women to take care of their digestive health. And what Kate recognized was a super underserved community in this digestive wellness space. She and I share a very similar story in that in doing all of the right things, eating all the vegetables, having a really plant-forward diet, we noticed our symptoms getting worse. And we were like, hey, what the heck? Um, Kate was brilliant enough to use her Wharton Business School background and connections there to get in touch with a couple of brilliant medical world members and understand what was really going on behind the scenes, and then formulate this product, which, by the way, tastes like those vintage strawberry candies, you know, the ones that, like, your grandma would have, or they have kind of, like, in a bucket where you get your nails done. For some reason, they're always there with, like, maybe a mini Snickers or something. It's such a vibe. Anyway, they taste really good, and I genuinely look forward to having my Remedy chewable tablet every single day. On top of that, Kate is an entrepreneur, a community facilitator, a mother, a brilliant, brilliant, multi-passionate woman. And I'm so excited for you to hear her take on balancing all of it and how she really worked towards building a life that supports all of her dreams, something that I think all women could really use expanders on, Um, how you can do all the things you want to with the right help, with, with the right questions, looking for the right answers. 
Okay, without further ado, let's get to it. I want to remind you that I have a discount code for Remedy. If you are interested in trying it out for yourself, it is Isabel20, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E, 20, and it will save you a little money on getting your Remedy, and I can't wait to hear what you think about Remedy and also about this podcast episode. Reminder that it would mean the world to me and the beautiful guests that we have on If you would take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, then they now have a rating system on Spotify. So if you could scroll all the way down to the Good Gut Feelings podcast page, tap a little five-star review, maybe write some notes about what you've learned and why you're grateful for this podcast, how you found it, whatever your journey in, whatever your journey is, I would be so, so grateful. As a reminder, if you do take the time to leave a rating and a written review, send me a screenshot at goodgutfeelings at gmail.com so that I can thank you by sending you a free copy of my 60 plus play, 60 plus page high vibe, low vibe life edit ebook. All right. You ready to do this? Introducing Kate Kim. Welcome to the Good Gut Feelings Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Karitsis, and together we are building a community of women who are all here to celebrate their evolution. We're chatting about all things Good Gut Feelings, which started with literal gut issues and IBS, hello my hot girls with stomach issues, and has evolved into self-discovery, embodiment, alignment, and so, so much more, all while being a little selfish along the way. Stay tuned as we are exploring the ways to step into your absolute favorite self, you know, like informed by your highest self, but with a little bit more sugar and spice. Let's have some juicy conversations about what that evolution gets to look like. No matter where you are in your journey, as long as you are seeking good gut feelings, you are in the right place. I'd love to connect, so reach out on Instagram at Isabel Karitzis if we don't already know each other. And without further ado, let's go make some magic. Welcome back to the Good Gut Feelings podcast. I am here today with Kate Kim, and I'm so excited for our conversation. If you are not familiar with her, Kate is the founder of Remedy, which is one of my absolute favorite gut health supplements. It's a daily digestive essential, and I just took one before my lunch today. I'm really excited to unpack everything about the consumer goods gut health industry. I know that the audience has a lot of questions. It's something that comes up a lot within my community, and I'm really excited to get this hour to pick your brain today. I am so excited to be here, especially because, Isabel, I think you and I were connected almost exactly a year ago on just, you know, community outreach, like building um, a relationship, an authentic relationship with leaders and thought wellness thought leaders in this space. And I remember I was on a call with you and you completely blew me away in your knowledge, your finesse, your understanding of the science of not just our product, but what you think your audience and your, um, your your fans needed. So this is super exciting for me to get on the phone with you and pick your brain as well. I'm so excited. So for anyone who isn't familiar, I know that I just gave a little bit of a recap, but can you talk about what Remedy is? 
Yeah, absolutely. So Remedy is a holistic science-backed digestive and gut health brand. We have one hero product at the moment. We're quickly expanding into more. But our hero product, Daily Digestive Essentials, is the most comprehensive formulation for improving your digestion and gut health. Um, It's a combination of clinically proven digestive enzymes such as lactase and alpha-galactosides to break down milk sugars and dairy, as well as cruciferous vegetables. We also have four of the most research-backed strains of probiotics at clinically proven levels. And then we also have an herbal blend that we've trademarked as the antibloat, which has a blend of you know, the most potent parts of ginger, fennel, peppermint, you know, the things that your grandmother would suggest that you take when you had an upset stomach, we've essentially kind of boiled it down into one formula. Um, And I think what really sets Remedy apart is that it's a chewable. You know, we did so much consumer testing and we realized that people just weren't taking the products that were sitting on their medicine cabinet because it was requiring three to four capsules or it was a messy powder that they needed to bastardize their coffee with. So we asked them, you know, would a chewable be more convenient one that doesn't require water, that's more delicious, that injects more joy into the process of taking care of your health? And um, the answer was a resounding yes, which is what led us to the current formulation. I am smiling so big right now. And I know that those of you listening can't see, but everything that you just said, Kate, is so spot on. Um, And all of those things are formulated into this one chewable tablet. And you guys, it tastes so good. I could eat them like candy. Like it's literally delicious. And as you were talking about all of the different supplements, you are hitting on such a pain point that I think, you know, I see come up a lot with my clients, but in the general space, all of these bloat or wellness or gut health products are are big pills, which are annoying to take everywhere and swallow, but they also require you to take, you know, sometimes up to four at once, which just isn't Mm -hmm. a practical habit forming, um, you know, tool. Absolutely. And I think that that was uh, one of the biggest pain points that I needed to solve for not only in my regimen, but from all the user interviews that we had conducted. Um, And I think that that's another component of formulating remedy that has been tremendously helpful is that this is a product that I've needed my entire life. This is a product that was really born out of my own personal pain point of struggling with GI issues and really painful bloating um, that would distend my abdomen and embarrassing gas from eating just very common everyday food, sometimes even superfoods. And I know that we'll talk about this later Mm -hmm. in the podcast, Um, but it was really about finding solutions that, you know, saddle both Western medicine as well as Eastern medicine um, and finding the most effective ingredients, you know, across that entire spectrum and putting it into an easy go-to formula. Are there any consumer goods products that you compare Remedy to? So for instance, maybe Vino or Gas-X or Lactate um, and what makes Remedy different from any of those things that you could just walk into CVS and get? That's so interesting that you asked that. So 
Lactaid, um, which is owned by Johnson & Johnson, um, who is one of our investors, is one that we would compare ourselves to quite a bit because it has the same clinically proven ingredient lactase at the same clinically proven levels as Remedy. But I think what's interesting is that there's two things. The first is that we've identified the most common outages when it comes to digestion and eating common everyday foods. And we've noticed that up to 70% of American adults are lactose intolerant to some degree. And so what we realize is that they're probably going to need some amount of lactase to help aid them in their biggest meals. In addition to that, though, it's not just you know, you're not just eating a block of cheese or a block of butter. You're probably eating some form of, you know, vegetables, um, beans, whatever that might be that what can also cause some issues and discomfort. So we've also included like, you know, alpha-galactosidase, which is a key ingredient in beano. And so I think what's important to note is that we have this comprehensive formula based on the most common you know, outages that we've surveyed users for. And we've created this formulation so that you don't have to go to CVS and pick up 10 products for any given meal that you're about to eat. I love that that is where you traced the research and then formulated your product from. And not to get a little bit too nerdy, but if you have taken my Good Gut Fundamentals course or something that I just talk about a lot on Instagram, when you actually go in and trace back you know, the FODMAPs and why certain carbohydrates don't work. And then you trace it all the way through the digestive process. It often really does start in the stomach with production of stomach acid and production of these digestive enzymes. And, you know, I poured through so much research as I know your team does too. And I was left kind of dumbfounded with this are we all just better off taking a digestive enzyme? Is that really the root of so many of our issues? And I kind of laughed to myself after months and years of this kind of going, oh my God, like, could it be that simple? And I love that remedy is a product that kind of speaks to that question because, you know, yeah, maybe it can be. And I think what's really fascinating about this is that you explain to someone how a digestive enzyme works it is like an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Like the science makes so much sense. You're basically enabling your body and equipping it with the proper tools and its toolkit to better process and absorb the nutrients from that food that you just ingested. And you're doing it so that body doesn't get overwhelmed, have an overproduction of methane or gas and just shoot it out your large intestines, (laughs) oftentimes, which is exactly what makes you have to get up and go running to the bathroom. And so I think, you know, once you explain people how digestive enzymes work, it's like a no duh, no brainer for them. And there are these low hanging fruit solutions that we just weren't using. And part of it was because there's no connection to that product. You know, I think we oftentimes associate a Bino on the CBS shelf with maybe our grandmother's product or our grandfather's product. It's not something that we have any kind of connection to. And I think putting a face and a name to this problem, frankly, my face, and saying this is something I also struggled with. It's not the most pretty problem to broadcast, but you're not alone. And this is a product that I formulated that helps me that has all these all these credentials behind it. Um, And I hope it helps you too. 
I think that you with Remedy are bringing a much needed vibe check to the space. As you mentioned, you know, I, you said Bino and I immediately thought of like the thing in the back of my mom's medicine cabinet that she would like slip me when I was like, I'm feeling like a little gassy. It's not a sexy industry, but then you look at the remedy packaging and the marketing and the travel kit and the people that you work with. And, you know, I think such a, um, what's the word like permission giving product to talk about these issues and to feel comfortable, you know, grabbing it out of your purse and taking it at the dinner table or whatever it is, is a small detail on the surface, but it's really not a small detail. I think the key that we're talking through in the formulation of remedy is accessible habit building and not feeling fearful of pulling out your four supplements and swallowing them, you know, with your water, you have this like sexy little strawberry candy in a cute little glass or a cute little travel kit. And I'm so excited to throw them in my back and then give them to all of my friends at dinner before we eat, you know, it gets to be, um, so much more accessible that way. Gosh, thank you so much for your kind words. I mean, honestly, that was exactly what we were hoping for that consumers will have that experience. And I mean, selfishly, it's the experience that I wanted for myself. I want it to not be embarrassed of pulling out, you know, whatever it was that I was taking to aid my health and to better my health. I should be proud of taking care of my health. Um, It should be something that I want to share loud and proud. And so why don't we create a product and a brand that deserves that? You're so on on the money with that. I think you're disrupting the industry in a big way through this. On a more personal level, can you talk about what inspired the idea for Remedy? Um, You know, as your background as someone who's been health conscious and took the, I know your story and you alluded to it a little bit earlier of, you know, taking the healthy approaches, like focusing on a lot of um, plant forward foods and, you know, navigating the consumer good options available. Um, Something that I think you highlighted really well is you may have noticed if you're listening, we're not sitting here talking about, you know, the glutens and the fats and the sugars and the things we've mentioned cruciferous foods, beans, um, you know, cheese, butter, things that are get to be part of a healthy diet. So can you share a little bit more about the inspiration for creating something like remedy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've struggled with GI issues my entire life. I think that I had seen every physician, every GI expert with my parents when I was younger. And frankly, I was told that there was nothing anatomically or physiologically wrong with me and that these symptoms were likely in my head. I think that there's really nothing more discouraging as a young woman to hear hear that kind of feedback from a doctor. And I think that I felt this need to almost take control of my own health and and figure it out on my own. And you know, this is about like 10, 15 years ago. And I would say that around that time, we started attributing moral values to foods. So there were 
superfoods. And I think that this was right around the time that kale became Bon Appetit's food of the year. And every restaurant had some kind of a kale salad or kale dish. And that became one of the best things that you could ingest. It was chock full of vitamins and minerals. It could lower bad cholesterol, but good cholesterol. You know, it was, it, it almost seemed like this magical antidote to whatever health issues we were having. And so I started eating as much kale as possible. And I think, you know, places like Sweet Green made it really easy for us to get that kind of, you know, green, um, the green, the greens in that in our diets. But the other side of that was I realized that I wasn't feeling great. I actually would have more bloating or I'd have to run to the bathroom and excuse myself. And I realized that there was a disconnect there. And that's when I realized that there is a difference between healthfulness and tolerability. Sure, there you could take a look at a food and it is undeniably a superfood, but depending on how your body interacts with that food, you could run into a whole host of other issues. And so that's when I started working with not only traditional Western medicine, GI doctors, but also functional medicine, holistic practitioners. And I started to look at my diet and lifestyle in a more holistic way. Um, just what I was eating, but how I was, how I was eating, when I was eating, you know, not just do I exercise, but how do I exercise? What kind of format? Um, and I think it was really working with this, you know, this board of advisors that I started to find things that started to work for me. And that's when I had these, you know, epiphanies that there are solutions that could help so many people that don't require prescription. Most of it is naturally occurring and naturally sourced. And we could put it into an easy to integrate formulation that we could take that's as enjoyable as like a Flintstones vitamin. Um, so that was kind of the inspiration behind Remedy. And I think that, you know, when we think about how common these issues are, and I know you know yourself how many people struggle with this, it's, you know, roughly two thirds of adults that struggle with GI issues on a regular basis and how few people actually do anything about it. I think that the opportunity for up-leveling our health as a community is huge. I totally agree. And you touched on something I think really interesting that we've been interweaving throughout our conversation, but it begs the question, like, what is the space missing that everyone is diving headfirst and to the kale? And, you know, cauliflower had a great PR team. So did celery, um, you know, carrots right now. I'm seeing all the stuff about carrots. Like all of these things are undeniably helpful foods, but what I don't think people realize, like you articulated, is that's often where people get tripped up in the digestive space when they go through all of the hoops and are told by their doctors, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's quote unquote, just IBS. Um, the likely culprits and suspects ends up end up being these healthful foods. And I think that that's really confusing to a lot of people initially. So I'm wondering, what do you feel like the health and wellness space is missing that so many, many of us, you know, ended up in this predicament? 
I hinted at some of the factors that I think contributed to this. I think first is that we've just been frankly disappointed and failed by traditional Western medicine or most of it. Um, I think that it's really interesting that doctors on average get less than 20 hours of nutrition education in their four years of medical school. And I think that's, um, you know, very common to see even in our public school education, we get very little to no nutrition education when growing up. So I think that, you know, a lot of people have had to take the reins into their own hands and seek out information themselves. And what's been great about social media and the internet is that there had this democratization and access that we've that's been unprecedented to some of the best, most effective experts, but you know, regardless of geography and whether they take your insurance or not and their availability. But in, I think that, you know, there's so much that you can get from an Instagram post. And I think that there is so much more education that needs to be done. I think the other component of this is, you know, when we think about, when we think about the disconnect from our own bodies and listening to our bodies, we've, completely lost sight of, you know, the signals that our body is sending us on whether we're hungry, whether we're full, um, you know, are we eating because we're emotional? Are we eating because we're celebrating something? I mean, there is nothing wrong with any of these things. You are allowed to indulge and have a treat. But I think that we've, it's the combination of not knowing how to listen to our bodies and giving ourselves the permission to you know, trust our bodies and the signals that it's sending us. And then also tying this moral valuation of food that we've seen more and more in the last 20 years of trying to just do the right thing, because we think that if we do the right thing, things will pan out because that's the narrative that we've been told, you know, all our lives across, Mm -hmm. you know, not just food, but every other aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I tell my clients first and foremost is to think about this moral value we've been placing on, you know, the produce aisle at the grocery store and what you're getting your groceries that week, especially after a weekend where, yeah, maybe you were indulging, you were celebrating with food, um, which is so okay. But how do you feel after that, you know, bounce back massive kale, sweet green salad on Monday morning? My guess is likely a little bit worse. And it's not so much about the, you know, moral value of food. It's about on a biological level, maybe your body can't do cruciferous vegetables. And, you know, who wants to have that conversation when kale is, you know, bon appetit's food of the year or whatever, and being so morally touted as the savior of all foods. I think it makes it incredibly difficult for the consumer to make informed choices. Um, I got a comment from somebody on Instagram just the other day feeling really, really lost in this space, especially in digestive consumer goods, Um, not knowing where to start between all of the probiotics and bloat pills and supplements. And that's one of the reasons why I love Remedy so much that it does it all in one. But she mentioned something that I think is a pain point that, you know, we can't deny, um, marketing in these areas often feels really advantageous and extremely targeted because we have data, because we're living in this world where 
that's what Instagram and Facebook's jobs are. And, you know, that's a true reality. Um, as a founder of somebody in, you know, a, a product in this space that really is so intelligently designed, I'm wondering what you would say to a consumer who's sifting through all of her digestive health options and feeling really overwhelmed by what's available um, through social media marketing. You know, are there any key things to look out for? What should people be considering as consumers when they're trying to make informed choices in the digestive health space? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I so deeply empathize with this user because it's one that I think many of us have been struggling with. And I think that thankfully this push to brands, um, this pressure towards brands to up the ante, frankly, in their offerings has been beneficial to everyone. And so for Remedy, how we've into how we responded to that feedback is to be incredibly transparent with our ingredients. We are nailing down to the country that each ingredient is from. In fact, if you go to our ingredient glossary, you can see where each of our digestive enzymes are sourced from, where our probiotics are manufactured. And ultimately, our product is, of course, but made in America. But like the best ginger might be coming from Finland or, you know, the best digestive enzyme might be coming from Japan. Um, so I think that level of transparency is incredibly helpful. Um, the second thing is I would look at their science advisory board. Mm -hmm. Who's formulating this product? Is it someone who doesn't have a background in this, who frankly should not be in a lab. Um, you know, we were really hard on ourselves and we really did look for the triple threat when it came to formulating our science advisory board. We have, you know, scientists, we have private practice um, doctors, as well as a functional medicine doctor um, and professors of medicine. And, you know, we created this board that spans from a professor at Yale to the top functional medicine GI doctor in Seattle. Like, you know, we are really working to seek out the best experts to not only do the research, but also to test our products to make sure that they're exactly what we all hope to be putting our names to. It's something that we can really be proud of. Um, and last but not least, I urge you to take a look at the product format. Um, is it a pill? How many capsules is the recommended dosage? Is it a powder? Um, how likely is it that you're actually going to blend this into a smoothie or a coffee drink of yours? Um, does this need to be refrigerated? I think that adherence is undeniably the number one issue when it comes to any kind of health and wellness protocol, product. And I, at the end of the day, if you're not taking it and if you're not taking the product consistently, you're not going to be able to reap the benefits of it. So I think the last one is one that I couldn't stress enough is the number of people who say, oh my gosh, I got this incredible bespoke, like, you know, probiotic product that has gazillions of CFUs that is sitting in this like very prominent, you know, section of my refrigerator. It's like, oh, when was the last time you took it? And they're like, oh, good question. You're right. Like I haven't taken it in a while because it's out of sight, out of mind. I think you have to take all those factors into consideration. You just set me up so perfectly for my next question. Um, and my biggest takeaway from the answer that you just gave me is 
due diligence, which I think the average consumer, um, and this is no fault of any particular person, but it's something that we're really afforded the chance to just dissociate from because of the amount of options out there today. Um, but if you're going into a store or even, you know, figuring out what you want to eat for dinner, you're going to do your research, um, before you purchase, before you commit to the reservation. And I think, in the health and wellness space. So many people are really trying to solve for painful, uncomfortable, sometimes embarrassing issues. And I think there's an energy of almost desperation sometimes of really just wanting something to work and something that I really try to hit home on. And it's not always an easy conversation. It's not always something people want to hear is are you doing your due diligence? Are you looking at, you know, all of the things you just mentioned, the formulation, if it's going to become a consistent habit for you, if they have a medical advisory board um, and something that we are seeing a lot today is influencers and brands coming out with digestive lines, digestive health supplements, um, usually from women who, you know, maybe struggle with this pain point and have felt overwhelmed by their own GI issues. And they take it upon themselves to pick out the ingredients and to formulate a product and to start marketing it to their large audiences because coming out with product is the next best step for their business or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. All of that can be great, but I do think it's a very slippery slope if we're being, you know, if we're being honest. There are a handful of brands that I absolutely adore. Of course, Remedy is one of them, who put a lot of effort into their research um, to the point where they do develop medical advisory boards and teams, which I know that Remedy did. Can you talk a little bit about why that was a non-negotiable for your team and what that actually looked like in the practice of developing Remedy? Maybe if somebody's in the space and is thinking about that from a business perspective, what did that look like too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that as a business person, I knew what my strengths were, which was, you know, I have a unique uh, and I have a unique and important voice in this process because I personally struggle with these issues. And it's something that has taken the joy out of something that should be as joyful and nutritious and fulfilling as eating food and nourishing my body. Um, and I think that having someone on the team who was so passionate about solving for this issue was really important. Um, but at the end of the day, I knew that my ability to research and dig through PubMed was limited. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I can read and I can read fast and I can digest a lot of information. But at the end of the day, I wanted to put the best product out there into the market. In order for me to do that, I had to have the smartest people in the world in these categories working on my team. And the process of us vetting and identifying our science advisory board was really organic. And I think that's something that gave me another piece of confidence in creating this product and brand was that Dr. Capel, who's our lead science advisor, was the uncle of one of my classmates at business school. And it was a very like casual introduction. Oh, you might want to just pick his brain. And I remember when I told Dr. Capel what I wanted to do, he was like, oh my gosh, the number of people who wait six months for a specialty appointment with me and pay hundreds of dollars in order for me to be like, I'm sorry, you're lactose intolerant. Like, please <laughs> integrate some like lactase into your system. Right. And, like, he was like, 
there are very like low hanging, easy to incorporate solutions that we could give to a majority of people who come into my office and we could save them time and money and we could massively improve their lives. Like his, like he, his eyes lit up. And I think that that was the kind of excitement that I wanted to have on my team. These doctors are not here to like make a gazillion dollars. They're here because they really want to make a change into improving the lives of people around them. Um, Our second lead uh, scientific advisor, Dr. Neil Stolman, who teaches at UCSF, was, you know, he went to medical school with Dr. Capel. Like they were, they've been buddies for two, three decades. And I think, you know, Dr. Ilana Gurevich, who's our lead functional medicine expert, you know, was on a same podcast episode as Dr. Stolman one time. So, you know, it's been really validating to have people who are working on this team who are as committed um, into, you know, solving this problem that they see on the ground level as practice, practicing practitioners every day. Um, and it's made a huge difference that they feel confident enough in the team and are offering to bring in their friends and colleagues and, you know, work on this, solving this problem together. It makes me really happy to hear because I think as, and I'm sure you and I both resonate with this, as somebody who's been through that process, you know, waiting months to get an appointment, um, to, it's validating to hear that that was their reaction to this idea. You know, there are so many people coming into my office. We know that it's quote unquote, just IBS. And we know that that's a really frustrating response for people. And there are so many low hanging fruit options, like incorporating more lactase. For anyone who's listening, lactase is a digestive enzyme. Remedy has just as much lactase as lactate, which is what you might typically walk into CVS to grab to take before your, you know, night out of ice cream. Um, it is really gratifying to know that these solutions are really acceptable and even excitable solutions for medical teams and medical personnel that you've brought in for this process. Somebody on Instagram asked if it's safe to take remedy every single day. What's the recommended usage? Is this a, you know, once in a while tool, or is this something that really does get to become part of your, you know, maybe multivitamin toolkit that you're using every day? Yeah. And I'm so happy you said multivitamin because we really did design remedy to essentially be the multivitamin for one of your biggest and most important organs in your system, um, your gut and your digestive system. So it's just like how you would justify taking a multivitamin every day. Your body doesn't naturally produce those vitamins and minerals. And similarly, Remedy provides probiotics, you know, the botanicals, the digestive enzyme that your body may not be producing. Um, so we're really excited about providing this offering that makes it so easy for you to, um, round out your toolkit so that you really can have the most optimized, you know, digestive process as well as healthiest gut that you can possibly have with warm formulation. Let's switch gears a little bit. You are a mother, an entrepreneur, a founder, and CEO. You are a leader. If anyone follows you on Instagram, you are always engaging your community, Mm -hmm. Um, a wife, a brand builder, wellness lover. You encapsulate so many different roles. And it has been really amazing to follow along with 
how you cultivate all of these amazing aspects of your life um, using social media and getting to work so closely with you and the Remedy team. And I'm curious, as somebody who wears all of these hats, what does a typical day look like for you? And does balance ever feel hard? Oh my gosh. Balance is the hardest, hardest thing. Um, First, thank you so much for those kind words. Wow. That was so generous of you. Um, But I think that the last two years of starting Remedy, Remedy turned two officially uh, on the 22nd. Happy birthday. Thank you. And you know, I, it's so, it's so perfectly coincided with my pregnancy and my um, motherhood journey as well, because my son just turned 17 months and I realized that they almost perfectly overlap. And I think the last few years has been a really big lesson in giving myself grace, being gentle with myself, realizing that guilt has no place in my life or on my plate. Um, it doesn't serve me. And I think that I've been really um, methodical in terms of the content that I consume, the types of thoughts and ideas that I entertain the people that I surround myself with. And I've been almost ruthless in terms of making sure that everything around my life helps support me and help promote my values. Um, It doesn't mean that everyone agrees with me by God, like that's not it, but it's about does everyone and everything that I think about, you know, help me in my goal to be all these different multi-hyphenate roles that you you shared. Um, I think one tool that I have employed is knowing that life is complex. There's always going to be something going on. Your journey is not complete. You are never going to be fully healed, whether it's trauma or your digestive health journey. It's ongoing and these things can be ongoing and you still have permission and every right to be present and enjoy that moment for whatever it is, whether that's a five minute reading break with Indy on the couch uh, in between meetings, or if it's me having a really busy day, just jam packed with back to backs, um, I have every right to be present in that moment. And I think that I've been doing regular check-ins to make sure that nothing feels like it's getting out of hand. And I feel like thankfully um, the, the blessing of working from home is that I ha- I can very easily step outside, go for a five minute stroll and like check myself. Like, how am I doing? All good. Like, do I need a break? Do I not? Um, so I think it's like a combination of these things and realizing that life is just going to be a combination and a sequential process of making micro decisions and like however many minute sprints. You know, I oftentimes used to say that when I was in business school running Remedy, my life was ran run in 30 minute or three hour sprints where it's like, okay, what am I focusing on for the next 30 minutes? Or what am I focusing on for the next three hours? And I feel like it's similar to you know, my life as a mother and wearing all these different hats, it's very similar to that. Have you read the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen? 
No, but I'm going to put that on my list. It sounds like you are a practitioner of essentialism to me. And one of the Mm. biggest and most illuminating things about that read has just been, you know, you get to be multi-hyphenate, but there's so much crap that we do that we put pressure on ourselves to accomplish and tick the boxes of. And so much of it is so just not essential to excel in whatever that multi-hyphenate role is. Um, And I love that it sounds like you really take time to check in and engage within each and every one of those roles, what is essential to turn your attention to. So does that look the same every day? Are you a creature of habit? Do you like structure or is every day, you know, wildly different in that sense? That's a good question. I would say every morning looks about the same which is that morning is my time for meetings. My Most of my team is on the East Coast. So I find myself knocking out a lot of meetings from 8.30 a.m., which is when I sign on until about noon. That's where all of our meetings are. And then the afternoon is what I allow for deep work. And the good thing about our team is that we allow and encourage for maximum flexibility. Like one of the benefits of remote work is having a say in when you want to work and where you want to work. And I allow allow myself the same flexibility that my team has. Um, And I find that that's been really helpful. Sometimes that means taking Indy to a music class in the afternoon and then getting back on the computer Mm -hmm. after I put put him down to bed. And I think that, you know, having that flexibility has been so critical in just like not only achieving maximum efficiency for what works with my life, but what also brings me the most happiness points. I really do feel like having this flexibility allows me to feel like I can be a good mom and a good founder and a good team leader and mentor. I think remote learning has been remote learning, (laughs) remote working has been such a blessing in that way. And the people who have really alchemized that opportunity to be supportive of their lives and their businesses and their needs. um, It's really inspiring to see what that's looked like in practice and the benefits that that's afforded a lot of people Um, like being able to take your kid to a music class in the afternoon and then come back and do something else because I know your team intimately. I know that you guys just switched to a four and a half day work week. Can you talk a little bit more about that decision? I saw you doing some crowdsourcing on Instagram. Was that a feedback opportunity? What did that look like in, you know, all the way from start to implementation? Yeah, absolutely. I think for the most part, remote working and the ability to work from home has had massive benefits. And I think that if you take a look at any poll conducted, you'll see that remote work and flexible working um, is one of the key benefits that people seek when they're looking for employment. Um, I think, I think in conjunction creating boundaries has become increasingly more difficult. And I think the the line between work and life has become more and more blurred. And as a result, I think we find ourselves working more than ever before. And I think that we're seeing this blurring and blending where, you know, if I'm online at 8 p.m. because Indy just went to bed, I might send an email out or a piece of feedback or a question, not expecting my team to 
answer it at 11 p.m. their time, but oftentimes I will get a response then. And so I remember reflecting on this at the top of um, the new year and thinking, man, I'm exhausted. And so is my team. I feel like we're always working. I wonder if there's a way for us to be more efficient with our work days so that when we're working, we're working. And when we're not working, we can really truly unplug. I think that having that separation and really encouraging that separation is critical. And so we started implementing this four and a half day work week Second week of January after, you know, getting some feedback from the team, like, hey, is this something that you think will ultimately help you? Or is this only going to stress you out even more because your first four and a half days of your work week are going to be front loaded? Um, Obviously, like, we don't want to, like, create this unnecessary pressure to, like, finish your work when it's virtually impossible to do so. Um, And we've been testing it. It's been almost a month and a half. And I got to say, I think everyone is really happy. Um, I fully encourage my team to take off early, like on Fridays, like try to honor the 1 p.m. local time sign off as much as possible. And I have a team member who's taking a road trip this weekend and she left, she logged off at 1 p.m. Like I'm so proud of her and I completely encourage that. Like that's exactly what you should be doing. But giving the team permission to take care of themselves, have flexibility, exercise that flexibility has been, has been key. And I think another component of that is taking vacations. Like mm-hmm. we have an unlimited PTO pro- policy. And I think that what's really interesting about this is that I don't think anyone really takes you up on it. And so for me, I think me taking vacation and putting out of office in my calendar, like it signals to my team, Hey, like you should be doing the same. And like, I expect and want you to be doing the same. I love that leadership. That's really, you know, so permission giving, I think, to having been an employee before at a different company, you know, having leaders who exemplify those qualities of rest is innovative. And should that be so innovative, you know, it's crazy to think that the answer is, yeah, that's kind of a rarity today. And more so than just loving the product that is Remedy, I'm loving knowing more about the culture that you are intentionally weaving into the business and um, all of the effort you put into what that looks like in practice. And something I love about you as a human and also Remedy and the way that you formulated the product in and of itself is your love and, you know, contingency on feedback. Um, you know, I, I'm seeing you poll your Instagram community all the time, asking them for their thoughts and feedbacks on everything across the board. Um, and then the way that you formulated Remedy to be a once daily chewable tablet that tastes like candy, that's very intentional. I'm curious if there is anything that you have learned by going directly to your users and your communities for feedback that may have surprised you along the way. I think that that's a muscle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not, um, it's not just a given. I think people are really scared of feedback and it's something that you've so beautifully embraced. And I am positive that that has probably only been beneficial, albeit maybe a little bit scary at first. So I'm curious what that experience has been like for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think getting having a direct access to our customers and 
having the very intentional and conscious tight feedback loop that we've established with them has only been our strength. And so, you know, within two weeks of you receiving your remedy, you'll get an email from me asking for any feedback that you might have, good or bad, questions that you may have. And then I'll also ask you, would you be willing to get on a call with me? And I'll automatically kind of like schedule you in um, so that we can pick your brain. And I think that, you know, we've been finding different ways to integrate technology and tools so that we can make this process more seamless. But when we launched two years ago, it was literally an email from my email address being like, Hey, Isabel, like, I'd love to hear like how things are going, you know, like, please, like, I want to make this experience as best as possible for you and others. And the number of people who responded to that email, but also who continue to respond this day with really beautifully articulated um, nuggets of feedback is is something that I find to be the strength of our community, strength of our brand. Um, I think one thing that surprised me was that, of course, when you design a product, you have an idea of how it should be, what kind of a role and how it takes up space in someone's life. And I think that I designed this product to be almost like a daily multivitamin. You use your digestive system at least three times a day, every day, every day, right? And wouldn't you want to give it the type of support that it gives you on a daily basis? Now that said, what we learned is that a lot of people prefer to take remedy on a need by basis. Um, We've also noticed that there has been just subscription fatigue. There are people who love remedy getting it on subscription. Um, When it's even a day late, they're like, Hey, where is it? Like I need it. I ran out yesterday. I did the math meticulously and I needed it today. Um, But then there are people who are like, I frankly have way too many subscriptions. Um, I can't keep track of it. Like, the last two years have been hard economically. I can't have another subscription on my radar, on my bankroll. And I think that that has been a really illuminating feedback for us. And so as a result, this product used to only be available subscription only, and now you can buy it as a buy once. And I think, you know, that shift, while it sounds pretty obvious, was, you know, a big aha moment for our internal teams that were like, huh, interesting. Like, why wouldn't you want this on a subscription basis? Oh, that's why. Got it. What is next for Remedy? Oh, man. We have some quite exp- quite exciting product expansions coming down the pipeline. Our next product is coming out in June. Um, as well, you'll be one of the first to try it. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> and we have some other really exciting and much needed product development that is happening um, to address symptoms and you know root causes that our users struggle with the most and so we're really excited to get this next you know series of products out there because I think they will really truly move the needle on improving your life I'm so excited I know that it's only going to be amazing and I Cannot wait to get my hands on whatever's coming. Um, I have a couple of lightning round questions if you yes. don't mind going through those. Okay, awesome. of course. What is your go-to weekday meal? Oh my gosh. My go-to weekday meal is a bed of spinach and a pan-seared filet of salmon. Um, I am a huge fan of 
trying to eat and integrate like a big bed of veggies, whether it's cooked or raw um, with like a side of protein. And I noticed that like salmon is one that I love the taste of, but also it's really easy for me to digest. And I've noticed that it doesn't like bog me down. So I would say that that is my go-to meal. What is a habit that you bring with you everywhere? I would say moving meditations. I've noticed the impact that meditations have on me. And I, while I don't have time to sit on a mat and do it for 30 minutes um, twice a day anymore, I try to do it in the way that I sweep the floors or do the dishes or, you know, take a short walk. Do you have any favorite resources for moving meditations or is it something that you just practice, you know, mindfulness throughout that experience? How do you go about doing it? I practice um, the methodology that I learned at Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village, which is to pay attention to your breath. It's not mantra based, but it's, you know, really counting the breaths in, counting the breaths out while you think about, you know, the sensations of whatever it is that you're doing. It could be doing the dishes, for instance, Um, really thinking about the water, um, you know, the soap and like, you know, admiring the bowl or the vessel that you're cleaning, um, you know, not rushing through it, but just kind of really enjoying the experience of it. I think that that's so interesting. And understanding that that serves as your form of meditation makes me really just want to emphasize to anyone who's listening that you don't have to make it so difficult for yourself. And chances are you probably are doing something meditative in your everyday life and you don't have to beat yourself up for not sitting down on a cushion for 30 minutes. And that, that element of presence is really just all that it is. I could not agree with you more. I feel like, I mean, it's similar to this moral valuation of food. Like we've deemed the right way and the wrong way to do everything in our lives. There's a right way and a wrong way to rest. There's a right way and wrong way to meditate. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that there really is no wrong way to meditate. It's not about taking the longest breath in and the longest breath out. It's about, you know, just doing it mindfully. Oh, maybe the breaths that I take today are just shorter today. You know, it is what it is, but you're doing it. And that's the most important thing. What's something people may not know about you from your social media presence? Oh, I feel like social media has this natural tendency to sugarcoat things and make everything as filtered and beautiful as possible. But my life is just like everyone else's life. You know, like I struggle with the same things that you struggle with. And I think it's really important to do that check when during a time when we spend so much of our days living on social media. What advice would you give to your younger self? I would say, why not you? You know, you have these big dreams and aspirations. Why not you? Why can't you be the one that accomplishes them? Why can't it be you that starts that company? I think just trying to quiet my negative talk, negative self-talk would have been my my one of my key pieces of advice for my younger self. I love that. I think we can all take that with us. Um, what makes you feel like your favorite self? Spending time with my family, like being really present 
in the presence of my son and my husband and just really enjoying that moment. Yeah. Um, are there any resources, podcasts, accounts, books, et cetera, that you'd recommend following or checking out that you love and you feel like have had a beneficial impact on your life? A thousand percent. Um, I, your podcast and your feed for sure. Um, Dr. Mark Hyman's doctor's pharmacy is one of my go-tos. I think that he has just incredible, um, insights that we can integrate to not only our diets, but how we move our bodies, um, how we can just optimize and biohack our lives to better, uh, a better state. Where can everybody connect with you? You can find me on Instagram. Um, Isabel can link it out maybe. Yes, um, I will put everything in the show notes. Perfect. It's uh, Kate Kim with three underscores. And I love to connect with Remedy users um, on my personal Instagram. And I'd love to get any feedback or any thoughts that you have. So I hope you reach out. Thank you so much, Kate. You are welcome back whenever. It was so exciting to have you today. Ah, I absolutely love this conversation, Isabel. Thank you so much for this soul-riching hour.